What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Two Sons Podcast. Many of you guys know me from Hoops Tonight at the Volume. I've always done basketball stuff, but I've always been a huge Star Wars fan. And I'm particularly excited for this Obi-Wan TV series. And my buddy here, Luke, who happens to be my best friend, him and I have always been huge Star Wars fans. And this series, we were so excited for it. We had so much we wanted to talk about. And I thought it'd be a really cool opportunity to do something that I've wanted to do for a really long time, which is to have a show where I don't have to talk about basketball all day, every day. And we can focus on everything else, including uh, everything about Star Wars. We're going to get into the weeds of Star Wars a lot on this show, not just the show, not just the shows like Obi-Wan. We'll get into the movies. We'll rehash and rewatch old Star Wars content. We'll go, my buddy and I, we both just read the entire opening trilogy of the High Republic series, and uh, that was super interesting. We're going to get into that a little bit, even in this first episode. It's just going to be, at first, it's going to be Star Wars heavy surrounded Obi-Wan, but we're going to do, we're going to get into Game of Thrones when that comes back in June. We're going to get into major movie releases, maybe major TV releases, and all of the above. I'm super, super excited. I sincerely appreciate you guys clicking on the show and coming to hang out with us today. This is Lola, my buddy's uh, sweet Great Pyrenees puppy. She She's will, a rescue pup. Yeah, she, she will definitely be prominently featured in the show, but I'm very excited. Dude, Mostly you- her backside, probably, because <laughs> she straight up always demands pets if yes. you stop, as you can see. <laughs> Are you excited to get started, man? Yeah, man, let's get going. I'm amped. Okay, so obviously with the Obi-Wan series, there's a ton as a Star Wars fan to be super stoked about. Anytime we get more live action Darth Vader, that's a huge win. Agreed. We felt the same way about Rogue One mm. with the with the guy who uh, uh, came in and did the reshoots. Gosh, I'm blanking on his name right now. But the guy who came in and did the reshoots, he added that scene at the end because he just gets it. He gets it. He gets Perfect it. example of Vader just doing his thing. Yes, exactly. And so we got we get that in this series. We get Ewan McGregor, which obviously is great. We get the Inquisitors, which I'm super stoked about, which we're going to get into. They're they're going to dive further into the crime, the syndicates and stuff like that, you can tell, because that was hinted at in the trailers. But before we get to any of that, as a, as a fan of Star Wars, we're obviously stoked about the show. That goes without saying. Sure. But the underlying story of the show is that it opens up a gaping plot hole in the entire George Lucas storyline, which is basically that in A New Hope, when Obi-Wan and the crew land in the Death Star, Darth Vader mentions feeling a presence he hasn't felt since, and then he trails off. Trails off, yeah. And then later on, he explicitly mentions that when we last met, I was but the learner, and now I am the master, which Mm. is pretty cut and dry in the sense that, like... It's pretty cut and dry in the sense that you you can you can infer there that they haven't seen each other since Musafar. Sure. Okay. Right. So uh, this to me g- gets into the the core problem of the the Disney concept of chasing the money rather than uh, the the kind of like sensical plot stuff. Right. But my question for you to start is where where's your head at with the with the huge subplot with this show that it basically takes a big shit on George Lucas's entire <laughs> entire original plot line and storyline. Yeah. I think I think they're probably going to pull it off. I think you're right. 
I think that, you know, Ewan McGregor exists still, and it's an awesome opportunity to have him on in a show. Um, I do think that if Dave Filoni is able to do his thing, he'll probably be able to pull it off and be able to cover that up somehow. Uh, so we'll see. Maybe it's not even an issue at the end. Like, who knows? Maybe, you know, in a few months we'll be looking back and be like, you know, that time when we thought that they were just going to drop the ball and they didn't. But I, I think that they'll be able to pull it off somehow. I honestly don't know how, though. Because that definitely is an issue nowadays when, like, an older movie is then paired with, like, newer content. Um, I will say, though, Star Wars has mostly done a good job with that. But I think that is because of, again, Dave Filoni's craft. I think I think he'll be able to figure it out. Yeah, you know, it reminds me. I remember I watched this movie. Um, gosh, what was it called? Um, Tenet. Okay. And the, the, the gist of it was there was this like, like alternate reality they could enter. The characters could enter where time moved backwards. Hmm. And like, you could tell when you're watching the movie, like the plot didn't make any sense, but you could tell like basically what happened was is some producers were sitting in a room one day and they ran an action scene in reverse and was like, you know what would be dope? A whole movie about this. This was nice. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And, and it's funny because like, that's kind of the vibe that I get from almost every decision that Kathleen Kennedy has made since she started doing this. Like, like, and some of it's been executed well and some of it hasn't. Like for instance, it's like, uh, uh, so to your point, like, Ewan McGregor's still around. Well, it was like right. Harrison Ford's still around. Carrie exactly. Fisher's still around. Let's bring these guys back and let's do this. Or I hate to say it, but Carrie Fisher's probably the prime example. Of oh, that. for sure. Yeah. And then and then you get into like like even Rogue One, which was done really well. It was like more X wings. Like that's yeah. literally that's True. literally like the plot of the movie in a lot of ways. It's like I'll, we we always have joked that that movie's like Star Wars porn because it's like all of the things that movie did a much better job of capturing like the A New Hope vibe. Oh, they put a huge effort into that. You yeah, know, absolutely. Star destroyers that are models floating through like dark rooms, which is space. Yeah, yeah, it's it, incredible. They cap they copied a lot of the same you know like special effects things that they did in the in the original trilogy. It's all old school. Yeah, and so some of it has been executed well, but almost every like like. The Mandalorian series and the Boba Fett series, like even though I loved the Mandalorian series and Boba Fett, I thought was okay. Like they both of those seem similar, like just trying to capitalize on content that yeah. was like I call it like low hanging fruit. It's like Star Wars low hanging fruit. True, true, and and something that you've always brought up too in the past is you know I wonder if Star Wars ever starts to get away from this timeline too. Mm-hmm. So with with the High Republic uh, series, like that was fun you know, to, for them to get away from this timeline because there wasn't all these subplots that existed and layered on each other, which would probably be exhausting as, as a producer to, to create content for just because there's so many things to keep in mind. <clears throat> so, so many things and conversations that have been had, like you bring that up, you know, when they're on, uh, on the star, uh, death Destroyer, or star destroyer, like how, how, you know, Obi-Wan and Vader seemingly just meet up for the first time, but then, we'll see what happens, you know, with Rogue or not with Rogue One, but with, with, uh, the Kenobi series. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know if they're going to be able to pull it off or if they're going to do it eloquently or not. Um, we'll definitely see though. I don't know. Well, like, so with the High Republic series is a perfect example. Everything that happened, and we're going to get to the High Republic series later on, but like everything about the High Republic series is the most important thing happening in the universe at that time. Right. And when you, trap yourself within the timeline you're limited in the sense that 
anything that happens literally has to be the backing track to the real story. Like that's going to be a really interesting thing with this TV series is like anything they do with Obi-Wan and, and Anakin, they cannot trample on the existing storyline, which traps them. Well, not only that too, but I just, you know, what I just thought of is, so we know Obi-Wan hangs out on Tatooine for forever. I mean, he's an old man. So, Mm -hmm. so like, I wonder how they're going to deal with this where, maybe inquisitors show up on Tatooine and they're like, Oh, Obi-Wan's here. <laughs> and then, and then all of a sudden like Obi-Wan like kills two of them. And then, and then like the galactic empires is like, Oh, we'll leave them alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I don't, no, but that's a great point. Yeah. Like, like what are they going to do? It's like Tatooine can only sit in his little hut and play Sabacc for so many days before, you know, the empire starts to mess with them, especially if they know he's there. So I wonder how that gets dealt with too, because especially with that animosity between, um, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, you know, like there was a huge history between uh, Darth Vader and Obi-Wan, obviously, right? I mean, you know, Obi-Wan is a true master. He, he calls he calls Anakin, he's like, you're my friend, you know, mm-hmm. and Revenge of the Sith, and they, they actually loved each other. So for, for the idea of like them being able to identify Obi-Wan, potentially one of the most dangerous people in the galaxy to them, and potentially just like leave them alone afterwards is crazy, and I wonder how they deal with that. Well, they, well, to keep it simple, they can't they can't locate him on Tatooine. That's a trap now. True, but exactly. th- but that, that's a great example of what I, what I'm talking but about. Then it's he like, like never touches an Inquisitor, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, like in theory, he could escape and disappear, and they could not find him. But the point is, is to your point, they can't locate him on Tatooine because at the time of the recording, they don't know where he is. I, right. I, I shouldn't say recording. At the time of New Hope, right? They don't know where he is. But you know, it, the the my my like kind of synopsis on this specific topic is I'm really excited to see the show and we're going to get into some of the details about that here in just a second. But like, there's always going to be that part of me that is going to feel like this is a cheap thrill. I hear you. And that to me, that to me is the worst part about all of this, that low hanging fruit. Like star Wars is sacred to so many people yeah there's a hilarious south park sketch about this where in the sketch like the whole plot of it is they swing a presidential election the kids do the kids of south park swing a presidential election to get obama elected instead of mitt romney because mitt romney was going to sell star wars to disney (laughs) and they needed obama to be president to prevent the disney from ruining star wars and it's the plot of the movie and at the end like they're all kind of like humming and like because they did they did basically the they did the job that had to be done you know uh-huh. and it's like that's kind of how i feel like this is sacred and what's so stupid about it is there's so much time like there was no race it, it was like they they tried to squeeze the sponge out right away with like mm. all of the low hanging fruit instead of understanding right. that as soon as you obtain star wars you have you could in the next 50 years completely grow the franchise into into like the next iteration of itself. Right. You don't have to squeeze the sponge right away. That was the part right. that I didn't get. No, and you're totally right. And there and there's so many other directions that they could have taken like you brought up before. I mean, for example, like all of the legends books are fabulous. Like you and I have talked about mm-hmm. Bane a lot in the past. Mm-hmm. And you know, both love the Bane books. And there's so many options and, and, you know, so many different things that they could have done, but they've always stayed in this specific time frame, which has been kind of frustrating because there's been times when you can tell that someone who didn't view Star Wars as being truly sacred, like maybe you and I do, where they got their hands on it and kind of did some ridiculous stuff. Like, 
a cheap thrill mm-hmm. versus like and, and people love Star Wars for the plot. They love Star Wars because everything that happens in it has effect on previous things. So then, you know, when, when we're talking about Han Solo, talking about how important it is to to calculate jumps before he commits them, and then all of a sudden we're light speed skipping and we're going into the Th- that's literally surfaces. the first the first light speed scene ever in Star Wars is Luke saying just jump and Obi-Wan or yeah. excuse, uh, uh, Han Solo cutting him off and being like, no, dude, we'll die if we do that. Right. Yeah. And that's a perfect example. It's like Dave would not have let that happen, I feel like, if he was the producer. Right. So throughout this series, I really hope that they've, they've thought things through and they, that they don't try and do cheap thrills and that they actually try and make this build on Star Wars and not just, you know, do some quick things just for quick viewership. And I really do hope that they do some great things for the true fans out there and not just the casual fan. If for what it's worth, like, I'm really excited to see what Dave Filoni has in mind. Because if, if I'm certain of one thing, it's he's lost sleep about this too. Yeah, and probably so. he probably has at least a half dozen different ideas for how to smooth over, you know, like it's like your beautiful table over there. My friend Luke here is an amazing woodworker. He's built this incredible 10 person wood table out of country maple. It's a work of art. If someone came in and disrespected your table by just gouging a knife mark into it, like, but then I came and I was truly respected your work. I would try to come up with the best possible solution to smooth over that gouge in like the most, you know, respectful and like in a way that like honored your original work. Right. And I think, I think that's what Dave Filoni is going to do. So, but let's get into the weeds a little bit. So for me personally, the thing that I'm most excited about with this TV series is the Inquisitors. So we've seen them, I believe twice before in Star Wars lore. So that's in, we saw Inquisitors in Rebels. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we saw Inquisitors in the Jedi Fallen Order video game, which I played all the way through. You played a little bit, did not finish, and right. you regret not finishing. Absolutely. I did read the other day that they're going to have a sequel, which I'm super stoked about. But yeah. the, the thing that, if, you know, to me, like by far, one of the most interesting concepts within Star Wars is that even the, the, the lines that separate good and evil are so thin. True. And in like... There are examples, like we talked about Darth Bane a little bit earlier. Like Darth Bane is my favorite Legends uh, character who's actually in canon, but the books were in Legends. And the there obviously were Sith Lords that grew in the Sith pipeline or whatever you want to call it. But like so many of the most interesting Star Wars characters of all time were fallen Jedi. True. And like it, and they're all like good characters. Like Revan, for instance, like saved the Republic um at Malachor I think I believe it was at Malachor and uh and then fell to the dark side and you you see um uh you know Darth Vader obviously was like a hero of the Republic in the Clone Wars and then falls to the dark side like I've always been familiar like like I've always loved that that concept because in my opinion like the best characters in any movie are villains that have a like a tinge of good to them so like like for instance thanos and the marvel movies like having like his whole thing is like i want to kill half the the human race not because i just want to kill people for poops and giggles but because my home planet was destroyed by overpopulation and you need to do this to give humanity a chance to reset. In which, a crazy way, he sees like the value. It's like a Bond villain. Almost, oh, exactly. Like, no, exactly. Yeah. And so th- I've always liked that concept. So the concept of the Inquisitors basically is like 
they're Jedi that have been captured and then basically like forced through torture to embrace the dark side and or are killed if they don't. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that concept is super interesting to me. And so what I what I'm very excited for is I've seen a CGI version in a video game mm-hmm. and I've seen a cartoon version in Rebels. I'm right. very excited to see a live action like well-developed Inquisitor character. Well, and I'm wondering too if they're going to expand on um, like the hierarchy of an Inquisitor potentially. So, for example, like I think of of Maul and how Maul like wasn't supposed to be a Sith Lord really, but then he was pretty much kind of a mini Sith Lord, right? Mm-hmm. And and uh, I wonder if the Inquisitors th- there's like a potential for Inquisitors to want more. Than, oh, yeah. than what they're given, which Super would be really interesting. interesting. So, like, if they if there was like one particular Inquisitor where they're like, "Hey, I want to be Darth Vader's right hand man. Like, I want to be Sith. Like, that'd be super super interesting." I highly doubt they're gonna do that, but it would be a really interesting concept if they did. Well, and so to be clear, the comp the the concept that you're referencing was in it was first brought up in Plagueis, which is another expanded universe book but another rabbit hole uh, another it, episode yeah another yeah but in the Darth Plagueis episode uh, book basically uh uh Sidious approaches Plagueis and says I found this Dathomirian uh night brother child mm-hmm. and I want to train him in the ways of the dark side and Plagueis basically says that's fine but don't teach him everything he can only be an assassin for you is basically what yeah. he says and so because there are these boundaries that are set up by the rule of two another thing we'll get into in another episode but one of the gist the gist of the rule of, of the rule of two is you're not supposed to have anybody who's basically a dark side user other than those two people right, right? and so they expounded upon that with this this idea of like these assassins and that's basically what Darth Maul was supposed right. to be but Sidious in the book would talk about how if he were to kill Plagueis Darth Maul would be become his apprentice you know what yeah. I mean yeah and exactly so to your point like they had ambitions but like and Maul had it's been made clear that Maul was led to believe he would be the next Sith yeah, and Maul so crazy ambitions oh which yeah is highlighted in Rebels yeah yeah and so the Grand Inquisitor who I believe was a temple guard right I think he was because he had his light he has a saber lightsaber and and uh like one of Ezra's didn't Ezra like come in contact with him and he was like a good temple guard for yeah, in like a vision. Yeah, yeah, in the in the Lothal, the Lothal temple. Yeah. So, what's interesting to me is like like those inquisitors are basically the next iteration of that expansion on the rule mm-hmm. of two. I find them to be super interesting. And to your point about the ambition, it's also super super interesting. But the uh, um, they're basically dark Jedi is what they are. Mm-hmm. They're Jedi who returned to the dark side, which I find to be super fascinating. I'm just curious to see how they expand upon that concept in this show. It's one of the things that I'm most excited for. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely excited for that too. I'm super curious to see how they do it as well. And I guess we'll just have to wait and see. What are you curious about specifically? So in Star Wars, you've got like all these aliens, right? And then you've got all these people and you've got all these ships and somehow they've always pulled it off, right? Uh-huh. So they've always, they always made do. things look like aesthetically pleasing. Um, What's the type of alien that the mirror is in uh, Boba Fett? Oh, Ithorian. Yeah. I- Ithorian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that would be a really hard thing for someone on set to create an Ithorian. Mm-hmm. Like, can you imagine? Like, he, like, that guy or that girl was probably sitting at a table, and they're like, oh, by the way, you're going to do the costume for the Ithorian. And the guy's like, what? It's <laughs> remarkable, though. Yeah, how do I do that? So, so, so I'm curious to see how they're going to um, make all of the Inquisitors look good. 
and and that doesn't that's not that's not nearly as tough of a task as as something like creating an Ithorian. But they definitely have their own look. They definitely have their own like pale skin, almost like dead inside look. Oh yeah, you know, like well, they're they're when, like dark troopers too. They're like dark trooper because like, they wear armor. They do. Yeah, they're like dark troopers like mixed with a Jedi. Dark yeah. Jedi. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see like what they do and what they don't do. Um, with that, I don't know. I think, I think that's like one of the easier things to pull off probably, but I'm curious to see, you know, how they make them look like evil and how they make them look cool. I'm mm-hmm. sure they'll do a good job. Yeah. The, the, uh, the, they're very cartoony in rebels, which is to exactly. be expected. Remember, do you remember they like, they like twirl their lightsabers and use them and as like fly, fly. they yeah. like fly around with them, which is like totally over the top in Jedi fallen order. They went with like the Gothic route. Like she was like. She looked like a troubled teenager. Like she had the dark oh, yeah, hair, the the kind of like the runny eyes, like in that very She's a just moody. like she was like yeah. always in super. But I thought that super was super mad. But I thought that was dope. <laughs> I thought that was dope. But anyway, yeah, I'm uh, I'm very very excited about the Inquisitors. Yeah. So obviously, Darth Vader, I think, is the part that everyone's most excited for. They've hinted at it in in the trailer, even with just the the. They like stuck the thing on his arm, the piece of equipment on his arm, and you hear him breathing in the Classic background. Classic Darth Vader mechanical vibes. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. Which obviously Darth Vader is one of the best characters in all of TV movie history. So, what I'm most excited about with Darth Vader, and I'm curious to hear your opinion. There was a book called Lords of the Sith, which is canon, by the way. It came out mm. in like 2015, 2016, but it's a novel about uh, uh, Vader going on a mission basically um to squash like a local rebellion and him getting trapped and actually needing help and Sidious coming to help him and then the two of them end up like fighting out of this whole thing it's a whole whole episode in and of itself but the during the book because this is one of my favorite things about books is books can take a chapter just navigating a character's thoughts Mm -hmm. so you can spend 15 minutes like diving into the dregs of Vader's consciousness and what he's been thinking. And in that book, they spent a lot of time like navigating Vader reconciling or coming to terms with his own evil doings. Right. And like you, he would constantly like reach these like emotional like crescendos and then immediately like shut that shit down and be like, no, no, no. Like, like that's worth nothing. Like, all, all that really matters is the dark side. And that's right. what he would always come back to. And so what I'm really curious with this show is like, are they going to have him be basically uh, a character on the periphery, kind of the way yeah. he was in Rebels, where he's constantly hinted at and he has these brief appearances and then there's maybe one giant interaction at the end? Or is it going to be one of those things where they dive into his history a little bit? Because I think the idea of, because Anakin in the original, in the prequel trilogy is portrayed to be a nice person. Yeah, he's a he's he was just a volatile. really good guy. Yeah, yeah. He's a good guy who's volatile. He was young and and just madly in love. Exactly. Yeah. And 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 so like I'm I'm curious like his character turning evil basically by the by the way that the force works. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's super interesting. So I'm I'm just curious to see what they do with Vader in the show. I'm too. I have kind of a sinking suspicion that unfortunately I think he's going to be more of like a peripheral character. And I, I honestly think that that's probably the function of the inquisitors probably is to still have someone or, uh, multiple someone's, um, kind of on the hunt for, for Obi-Wan. Unfortunately, I feel like Darth Vader is going to be on the peripheries though. I really get that vibe. It's a bummer too, because I, I, 
I hope I'm wrong, by the way. To all of our viewers, <laughs> like, I hope I'm madly wrong. <laughs> I, I, I'm curious to see what they do. Like, cause it, so the way they set it up in the um, Rebels in the video game is like Vader doesn't have the time. He's kind of a busy dude. Yeah, yeah like he's, he's doing like, Galactic Empire stuff. Like when, like he definitely got involved when like that Sith holocron was available on Malachor, right? Um, which it took all of that for him to finally get involved. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. like, so that's the weird part is like, this is Obi freaking one Kenobi. Right. This was his true, master. True. One of the most powerful Jedi that is still alive. You would think he'd have to be involved maybe, at a certain Maybe point. you're right. Maybe, maybe it's personal. Maybe it's personal. Dude, that's a great point. I never thought. So yeah, the other thing point. too is like, so it's possible that the the Inquisitors are effectively acting as scouts for him yeah. to try to get him out of hiding. Yeah, well, and there's definitely that like wanted picture of Obi Wan that looks super cool, by the way. But yeah, so it's the like wanted, it's like, they have no, a wanted got, picture of Obi Wan. Yeah, there's like a, a wanted photo in the it's in the trailer, and it's okay. got like enemy of the state number one vibes. Oh, okay, it's super cool. that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, it's a good, it's a good thing. So my question for you is. I want you to give me your best guess at a synopsis mm. for what's going to happen in this show. Okay. Like super um, non-microscope. Like, so we're, we're like, like super like, zoomed like, out. Like, super zoomed like out. in like 60 seconds. Like the best right. you can do in like 60 seconds. I feel like Obi-Wan does the I'm in hiding thing. Like he plays some chess, <laughs> passes some time, watches, watch, yeah. watches some pod racing, gets into like sports betting on the side. <laughs> I think he does that probably for a couple episodes. Um, I'd assume we see some of like little Luke Skywalker from a distance. That's kind of what the trailer felt mm-hmm. like. And I think probably pretty quickly within a couple of episodes, maybe Obi-Wan starts to have some contact with the Inquisitors potentially or maybe like indirectly maybe he's like a zorro vigilante where like people don't know who he is i don't know um i think one of the big plots though and i'd be actually shocked if they didn't touch base on this is i think they do incorporate qui-gon into this because because i it's talk about like low bearing fruit right low herring low hanging fruit is uh pretty much when yoda and and obi-wan talk what we see for the last time after order 66 happens, Yoda pretty much specifically tells him, he's like, Hey, Obi-Wan or not Obi-Wan Qui-Gon seems to have been able to somehow stay alive after dying. And the word that Yoda uses, like, I want you to learn to commune with him. The commune is like the word that he uses. So yes, like that's, like regularly. Yeah, it yeah. seems like, any, like, it, like that was like a task that like Yoda had put Obi-Wan on. So I feel like that is going to be part of it. Um, how they do it, it's going to be really interesting. And it might be just like one of those like cherries on the top thing, like towards the end, or it might be like a huge focus. But I do think, I do think we see like a little bit of communication with Qui-Gon somehow. I don't know if we're going to like see it in person or if it's going to be like very indirect um, through like a forest ghost. I don't know. But I think Qui-Gon is involved somehow. What's the crescendo of the show? I I would think Obi-Wan and Vader. Yeah, like like lightsaber battle. Again, has to, though. And has then to happen, directly right? Directly after that, Vader and all the Empire forgets that Obi-Wan lives on Exists, yeah. It completely <laughs> forgets he exists. And amnesia about the yeah, whole incident. Just, <laughs> but everyone in the whole entire galactic empire... 
gets amnesia all at the same time. They drink the bad water that is running around on one of their Star Destroyers, and they all forget <laughs> all at once. It's definitely going to be one of the six potential fixes that Dave Filoni has for Kathleen Kennedy's ridiculous idea for this show. Um, so my, my theory is one of two things in terms of discovery. If you remember in the video game, uh, the kid has to use the Force to save his buddy who's falling. Mm, right. And while that's happening, there are probe droids flying around recording everything. Which is very right? Loden Greystorm, oh, Bell vibes. Anyways. Yes, yes, for, for our High Republic breakdown eventually. So to your point, like, like he, he gets discovered using the Force somehow by a probe droid, which it was hinted at in the video game. I think the far more likely outcome, though, is that what actually ends up happening is there's a scene towards the beginning where Vader goes to Fortress Inquisitorius and says, I know Obi-Wan's still alive. He's the only one I want. Because yeah, he's get, never felt his death. Go and he knows. Yeah. Go find him. Yeah. Then I will come when I you see. find him. So that, oh, that's, that's, that's my theory. Now, and then I, I believe it will, the crescendo will be like probably Obi-Wan killing an Inquisitor or two. Mm-hmm. And then finally having some sort of epic battle with Obi-Wan that ends in a stalemate, of course. And then, of course, the amnesia at that point. <laughs> You're probably right. There definitely is going to be some amnesia, men in black pen style things happening. No, maybe not. Again, I think, I honestly think that they've thought, hopefully they've thought of how to get past this. I don't know. Maybe Obi-Wan, like, it's maybe it's as simple as something like, oh, like, Obi-Wan says he's going to go live somewhere across the galaxy and then just doesn't. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I honestly don't know how they're going to do it, but we'll see. I don't know. All right. So I've got one final question for you, Jay, and it is, do we see any Darth Maul during this series? So I'm going to go no, because I've read reporting about it. Uh, that they they were originally casted the same guy from um, from the Han Solo movie, but I have a sneaking suspicion that we might see Ahsoka, and, I, I and I'm agree. super stoked about that because talk about low hanging fruit like the um, we already know that Ahsoka has literally a lightsaber battle with Darth Vader at one point in, in Rebels, so there's mm-hmm. like that all the, all that makes sense. She looks like a grown adult in the Rebels version of the show, right? And so that that would be the camp. Can't there's there's likely to be a bunch of different types of cameos. I wouldn't mm. be surprised if Boba Fett has a cameo mm. as like one of the people chasing. Um, they won't ever take his mask off, but I wouldn't be surprised if a masked Boba Fett makes an appearance. I'm curious to see because like here's the thing: all you need to know is like Star Wars is obsessed with cameos, like. We literally saw the sheriff of Moss uh, Par Pelvo Par Pelvo Freetown, Freetown, yeah, Freetown, obviously <laughs> Freetown. It was Freetown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we saw the 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 um, the the marshal of Freetown driving around in Anakin's like pod racer engine with like a chair on it. So like, True. Yeah. so like, my point is, is like, and it is kind of like, oh, see what we did there? Yeah, like, Star Wars eh, fans, eh, like, eh, we yeah. did that for you. <laughs> and we we're just like, hey, like, don't ruin the plot. Yeah, and, and, well, and that's the thing is like, like, there's, I feel like a certain amount of that is there's a very fine line between that and like getting to the point where it feels forced. True, and but they're also trying to build up Ahsoka right now too. For right? sure, with her release. For sure, no, the, the so I would be totally chill with Ahsoka, but I'm I'm curious to see what kind of cameos they have. My guess is there will be at least one cameo that is dope 
And my guess is there will be at least one cameo where we're like, okay. Like, Could have done without. Yeah, Thank exactly. you for trying, but we'll pass. <laughs> All right, guys. We that sound is, like such nerds. Sorry, I know you're about to you're close fine. it, but like, you're fine. we honestly like, there's this like idea that you know, Star Wars fans are just inconsolable, and we're just we want so much. But like, honestly, at the end of the day, all we want is for the plot not to be ruined. Yeah, like, <laughs> like there is a there is a baseline level of respect to the source material, and like, I feel like especially as Star Wars fans, we're pretty lenient. Yeah, honestly. it's it's just that. Like, you can't have lasers lobbing through space. You can't have you, you you can't have light speed skipping. You can't have these blatant things that disregard Just, basic fundamental. Because you know, Star Wars does have some like soft rules in a lot of different ways. Right. You know, like there are things that in the Star Wars universe are just like universally accepted as like. This it doesn't like this is a different set of rules than a normal universe. But right. like there are other things that are like very clearly outside of that, mm-hmm. and 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 just too frequently that is played with. And the most depressing thing is it doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be like that at all. There's and still can be quality. Yeah, there's so many, and and also there's still so many things that uh, that they could do in order to uh, get the interest of people who are not like diehard Star Wars fans, mm-hmm. right? Like. It's it's the most incredible sci-fi idea that has ever existed on this planet, mm-hmm. right? Like, you don't have to have lobbing green, like, laser beam balls just flying through space in, like, a slow-motion car chase of, <laughs> of spaceships. Like, you just don't need it. Like, there's so many They're staying things. out the range of our lasers. It's I know. Not, it's like, not even impacting our shields, actually. We're just outside of it. Thank God. And, like, what if you, like, like popped uh, out of... What if you, like, popped out of a hyperlane, like, but upside down? And, like, the, light, the lasers were going like this. Like, <laughs> it just... Know, it just doesn't make any sense. It's and, just... Disrespectful. It's just disrespectful. It's an insult to our intelligence. I would agree with that. I would agree. <laughs> Close the show. Do your all thing. right, guys. That's all we have for our very first episode. I sincerely appreciate all of you guys for listening. We are going to be getting into so much more with Star Wars over the course of the next few weeks, including breaking down every single episode of the Obi-Wan series. As always, I appreciate you guys' support, and we will see you next time. Thanks, guys.